I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, episode number 22, and it seems like only a moment ago we did uh, episode number 21. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies, exactly. You know, we, we intended our, our guest Steve Linsky to be here for just one week, but now... We only got halfway through the story, so we're bringing him back for week number two. Thanks for coming all the way to Portsmouth again. No, thank you for having me again. Well, you had a blast last time, didn't you, last week? Do you know, I, honestly, I mean, I've got to say this now, uh, and I hope uh, Andy doesn't mind this. Andy came to me months and months and months ago about doing this podcast, and would I be interested in doing this podcast? Um, it'd be a weekly thing, but it wouldn't be your run-of-the-mill podcast. It would be something different. It'd be like two mates having a conversation. I've listened to every episode of your guys' podcast, and every week I'm hooked into listening to the end. That's Bless not you. that's not just me. Well, that's a, that's I am not nice, kissing, isn't it? I am not kissing anybody's ass. It is true. And I said this to to Andy at the time. I said I would much rather listen to two mates talking <laughs> just life in general than. So how long have you been in wrestling? Well, I've been in wrestling too. Yeah. Oh, great. What was your favourite match? Oh, my favourite match. Well, and it's not. It is a conversation. Yeah, You're almost... We, we like talking about ourselves, don't we? So that's yeah, but what, that's good. Yeah. But people like listening to that. Well, so far, so good. Yeah. Numbers are going up. You hope. <laughs> well, after, after this week's episode, I'm going to be... Uh, well, we're probably going to be retiring, aren't we, after but, this week's episode? So, like, well, you're, you're about a... to go... New Orleans. Well, in a few what hours. Time's your yeah. flight. A few hours time. A few, a few hours, hours flight. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm gonna do a party. British. Wait, what time's your show? Uh, we'll do your show, aren't we? Saturday night. Saturday night. Don't yeah. be late for that. I won't, mate. Don't be late for that. Actually, I need to do about five o'clock. But we can five o'clock. That. Okay, yeah. cool. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all gonna. We've all got a busy weekend this coming weekend. Well, yeah. So I've got um, on uh, on Friday. Um, I'm live in New Orleans. Revolution Pro Wrestling second show in America. It's going to be well good. Yep. So Andy Quilden gives his sweat and his blood for these shows. Literally. Literally <laughs> gives his blood. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Just to be able to come and say hello on a microphone. So um, looking forward to, to that. That's obviously our second show. We did, uh, we did WrestleMania last year as well, and that was a, a wonderful experience. And quite humbling that people on the other side of the world um, know our product Um so, yeah, looking forward to that one. Of course, you, if you're not there, if you're listening to this in England, you can watch the show on rpwondemand.com a day or so after it's out, depending on the, the, the internet connection of the hotel, really. So, not there yet, so don't know. So It was good in Dallas, the uh, internet connection. It was. It was, good in, uh, it was good in Orlando as well. So, let's hope that... Um, Let's hope that New Orleans doesn't let us down. But I'm looking forward to listening to some jazz. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm going to go hunt some crocodiles. Um, we'd eat some shrimp. What was that thing you yeah, were telling me about shrimp, the other day? Yeah. You were looking up something that you could do in New Orleans. You're like, no way am I doing that. Okay, no yeah. way. All right. He's married now. That was <laughs> she listens to little bits of his podcast. Yeah. Not the whole thing, <laughs> but like... She'll listen to the open. Don't, don't make jokes like that. That's but it is a joke. I know. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. I've just, unfortunately, as as we've discussed before, like um, I can't really make jokes about that because of the company that I keep. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, 
the, the thing was an alligator thing. I didn't want to go and see the alligators because I, I, I think I used a swear word when I explained it to you and I said, I'll be the one that falls in and gets <laughs> eaten by an alligator <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. What so. kind of alligator show is this? I just want to be clear. It's not, it's a... It's <laughs> It's a tour. It's it's a, a, you get it's on a, a boat, you go down the river, and oh. you look at alligators, like real alligators, not not females. You do not that at Chesington, mate. But this is like these are like wild in ones. the wild. Yeah, do you know this what I mean? is real this life. Oh wow! This is not. I went to a controlled one in um, in Mexico, um, where I don't know if it all doped up or what, but like you walked through the you walked through the alligator thing and you literally like, oh, take a picture next to the alligators. Yeah, they're trained. That was scary. They're tamed. Yeah. Well, they're probably drugged. Yeah, but, but like, all it takes yeah. is for one of them to snap out of it and literally snap you up. Yeah. I, I saw now that, that would be worth getting on camera. But did you see, I saw a YouTube video, like this is like just deviating from a script totally, but I saw a, um, you know, like when viral videos that go around and someone's posing with an alligator and it must have been, again, one of those doped up ones and he sticks his head into the It was on Facebook this morning. Was, yeah. Yeah. Right, was it yeah. a monk or something? I don't know. No, no, it's, it's some kid's he, birthday. He sticks his... Are we thinking about the same? He sticks his head in the yeah, alligator's yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the alligator just snaps. snaps. His, yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like fighting out. And then the alligator, fair play. Like after the guy got free of the alligator, the alligator just slurps back into the water. Yeah. And like just... He's just like, I didn't want to have to do that, mate, but you're taking the piss. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so... He learned I'm, his lesson. I'm having none of that. But okay. yeah. Anyway, all right, and then uh, yeah, WrestleMania on Sunday. Obviously, can't wait. Buzzing, mm -hmm. mate. I can't wait because I'm hosting a party on Sunday. Where are you so hosting a party? In Bournemouth. For am I allowed to? Yeah, you can. Yes. You can throw yeah, a, you can throw a plug out for for hooked on, hooked on events. A hooked on events and uh, Bournemouth. Twenty five parties they're doing this. Really, one in Calgary it's, as well. So, um, when, do they stream the WWE Network stream or do they get Skybox no. office? Skybox office. It's expensive doing that. Yeah, but yeah, the venues. Do the thing and and I do a quiz. Uh, Go on, give us a quiz question. Johnny Storm's doing one, isn't he? Can we have a Johnny Storm's doing Derby. Yeah, which oh, is that's really ironic, out. isn't it? <laughs> 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 um, what's the um? Give us a give us a quiz question. Go on. Uh, well, it depends. It could be like um, I'm who just did Macho Man build, beat? At yeah, Earth? like how many times has Macho Man held the WWF? WWE Championship, etc. Et Twice. 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 Yeah, there you go. So, so we'd be willing in these parties. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah but you're going to go it. watch alligators have sex or something. <laughs> we should, we should, uh, we should go to one of these parties <laughs> and just win the quiz. All the prizes. Clean up. Yeah. Um, Not that I'd condone any behaviour, but I do get these questions. In a, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so, uh, where are you watching WrestleMania this year, Andy? Um, I, I thought about it. Probably. Well, I, I watched it Ian's last night with a few of the lads. I might you say, do you that. Say you watched it there. You. You I dozed off after... Uh, the pre-show? No, I enjoyed the Hardy. I saw the last I was thing texting I remember. you. I remember I was texting you throughout the picture, thing. And you then, you stopped, then you stopped replying. I was like, he's <laughs> falling asleep. <clears throat> I fell asleep, I think, after the Hardy Boys came out. Like I remember sitting up nice and tight. Nice and tight. Nice and strong for when the Sorry? Hardy Boys... <laughs> I remember getting very excited when the Hardy Boys came out. Um, and then you blew your load and that was it. <laughs> that was it. I was like, I'll go to sleep now. So I often I imagine like after I've blown my that. load. Yeah, what goes straight to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. That's why you should never do it before you go to the gym. You should have any injury. Well, that's why boxers don't have sex for uh, six weeks before a match. Yeah, because it uses up all your. Do you know what I think is going on right now? Andy? Go on. I think our guest Steve Linsky is doing everything he can <laughs> to try and <laughs> to delay to delay the inevitable, <coughs> to try and defer from because we know where we ended last week's episode, don't we? And, and Steve Linsky, he's he's synonymous with uh, for a lot of things, but um, 
what well, he's infamous. I think you'd call him. Would you call him infamous? Certainly on this subject. With yeah, that, yeah. <coughs> his uh, reputation precedes him, and uh, I like to think that probably um, a lot of our listeners might not know this story. Uh, what Don't we even know they were born, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them weren't was, born. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say that 2003. Was a, that, was a, that was a football factory line, wasn't it? He doesn't yeah, even know he's born, does he? Was it that or yeah. Charlie Bright, maybe? I don't know. Oh, Charlie Bright. That's a quality... Uh, yeah. T- tell me some more about this Charlie Bright. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we've only got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we left you last time, we were talking. We were going through, Steve Lin- chronologically, Steve Linsky's career, essentially, in professional wrestling, and how a lot of the things... Um, you know, despite being successes short-term, were never really long-term successes. So we got up to, or the next one in the chronological order would be February of 2003, um, where a couple of weeks ago we talked about my associate, no, so, no acquaintance, um, John Farrer was promoting... He was in fights against you. He is, actually, yeah. But I was drunk, so if that still counts, I don't know. So uh, he he was going to run a show in... Well, you'd know more about it, Steve, because you weren't actually there, though, were you? But You, you did get given the details <laughs> of a venue and the places you needed to you get would to. Have had, you would have had the information in hand. Oh, hypothetically. And, 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 and something that I needed to bring with me at the time, yes. Yes. That's right. You, you give you give the backstory. I mean, you already well, have I, given the backstory. Well, really. I actually forgot this part of it. This somehow involves Jake the Snake Roberts, doesn't it? It does indeed. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> so John has his show booked. We touched upon it a couple of weeks ago. Jake the Snake was booked. <clears throat> the Backseat Boys were booked. He'd flown in a few American wrestlers. Jake obviously lived in the country at the time. Oh, can I add as well? I forgot to add. Right? This was the first independent wrestling show that referee Chris Roberts attended. Oh, right? okay. really? Chris was yeah. there. And, and another, another little tidbit for you. I went to this show as well, and I was I went on a bus from London, and somewhere along the line, somewhere along the way, they picked up referee Chris Roberts. You're on the same so bus. We were sat on the same bus together. Oh, brilliant! Ironically, Grado had hired a bus from Scotland. Yeah, because there was like two busloads coming, wasn't there? One yeah. from down south, one from one up from north. north. Yeah. And Grado, yeah, you were yeah, in. Great, Grado was the yeah. He did pull me on this. So Grado was there, was he? Yeah. Mm. Okay. But did you know that Grado once actually? Uh, he got a train, him and his dad came down from Scotland to one of the York Hall shows. I don't know if it was Uprising, Uprising 2. Uprising 2. And uh, they couldn't find the venue. Yeah, I do know that. And they yeah. wandered around because obviously it wasn't the days when you could pull up your mobile phone and uh, no, I guess get not. GPS. But, and they missed the show. You could have said, where's York Hall? You <laughs> you someone in Bethnal Green. Yeah, sure. But they couldn't find it. And uh, as a result, his, uh, his nickname or username on the UK fan forum was The Lost Scott. Right. Because he couldn't find. Yeah, I remember hearing that story. I remember Lost Scott and Simba was another one. He was quite. That's my dog. Pro- yeah, but the, a post Andy's on the dog. UKFF. That was Andy's dog. Simba. <laughs> God knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so let's go back to this one. February 2003, Chris Roberts there, Grado was there, I'm Andy Corden was there. Dan um, Ambrose was there. Dan Ambrose. I believe Mark. he actually organised the, the bus. Okay. Yeah. So Mark Sloan was there. I think James Ty was there. Robbie yes, Brookside, Julia. Oh, there was like a, there was like a sweet little. Um, uh, they did like a convention thing beforehand, and uh, there was like a Q and A. And Robbie Brookside, I'm sure, did a Q and A. I think that was that, that one, not the first one, um, but Robbie Brookside just just came across as just a very well spoken man. Mm. And Jeez. Uh, yeah, and 
Yeah, well, there's not really anything to that story. Oh, okay. I just enjoyed listening to Robbie Brookside talk. And I think one of, in fact, one of the things I did say to him was that like, I did, I, I did uh, remember, and I always sticks with me, is um, he, he told a story about how him and Regal did a, uh, a show. He's probably recounted it countless times, um, but like they did a show in front of like maybe two people at a, a venue, and uh, they got the cleaner, they sat the cleaner down, got her a cup of tea. And they said, you know, watch us wrestle. <laughs> oh, really? And they said they put in the same effort. Like, it doesn't matter if there's two people, 200, 2,000, 20,000. You put in that same effort. And that's always stuck with me, that story, actually. Yeah. And just also, and I just, I don't know why, I just have that vision of that, just a woman in a tabard, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> with a cup of tea, watching watching Robbie and, uh, and Stephen Regal wrestle. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But th- that was just one of the stories told. So that was 2003. We're going to 2005 <laughs> now. <laughs> so, I know. Um, Not yet. That show, it, it didn't happen. Well attended. The okay. crowd. So, so we've spoken before about, um, and, and when we spoke uh, two weeks ago, we were speaking about um, all these promoters that come along and they have all these ideas, and a lot of the time they just can't pull in the crowd, or they can't even pay for the venue, or they can't pay for the wrestlers, or they don't br- even bring in the wrestlers they advertise. But this promoter here, John Farrer, he he bought in the wrestlers. He had, the hall was there, the, the crowd was there, the advertising campaign was done, all the hard work was done, everyone was in the building, Wait, we went to that fan thing beforehand, then queued back up to get to the show, uh, to get into the show, and someone comes out and says, uh, just, you know, the ring's not turned up yet. It'll be here soon, it'll be here soon, um, but we're just going to be delayed starting the show. Um, and then... We went into, and then eventually they let us in because it was cold out, I guess, would be in February. They let us in, um, and the ring still wasn't there. And then we got told several stories about why the ring wasn't there. But maybe, maybe, Steve, you could fill us in. I can tell you what happened from your my, perspective. From my perspective. And you can tell us hypothetically if you want as well. It's up to you. <laughs> okay, so, anyway, this, this show was going to be happening in, in February. We need to back up a little bit because this was also around about the time that Jake Roberts was in the country and he'd done shows um, with another gentleman, the Honky Tonk Man, they had Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Brutus Beefcake, did a string of shows. Uh, I remember doing one in Bognor. I went to watch one in Southend Tennis and South End, yeah. Was that, on, that was on the Sunday night. That was the last night. I don't know what night it was. <laughs> well, I, I remember being there because Mal Mason was refereeing, then I got there, then, then we sw- switched over and I did that. But yeah, basically what happened was, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there, there is a story of me and Jake falling out, which I think you guys covered. No, I don't think so. We only we covered the story of you two. This was post that, I believe. I'd forgotten that this was somehow tied into Jake and yeah. what was his wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what happened was that Jake had met this this guy. Um, this guy had put a lot of money into these into Jake's shows. Because let's not forget, like Jake, the, the story at the time was Jake was starting his full-time promotion. Yeah. And, it and, was a gonna, and a school. And a school. And we've seen loads of stories about the school as well. And I like, went to the school. And people Justin, paid Justin money. Richards was... I went to school one time in Borden. Is it Borden? It's, I thought there was one near the Bird World as well. Oh, yeah, that is kind of Borden area. I think yeah, it was yeah, Borden. Yeah. I, can't remember, I went on a Sat. Yeah, Farnborough maybe. Yeah. Um, I went with Tommy Stevens and Ian Logan, and we didn't yeah, dare tell Mark Sloan that's where we'd gone. Oh, really? And the truth comes out now, he's going to... He's going to go mad. Oh, he's going to pull you up on this. And there was a wrestling ring, and all I can remember is, at the time, WWF, as it was, 
WWF were selling these like they weren't stickers they were like photos you know like four by six photographs yeah. you'd buy them in packs and there was like hundreds of these things stuck on the wall as like decoration I'd like to think Jake did that with blue tag <laughs> <laughs> or a print maybe. stick <laughs> maybe and I can't really remember much about the day in terms of the actual training but I remember this guy called Russell who will be familiar with no one um, was teaching me stuff and I was like I'd had like six seven matches time and probably thought quite highly of myself but um I was just like, "What? Who is this guy? I'm here to get taught by Jake the Snake Roberts." And was Jake even there? Yeah, Jake was there. Okay. He just sat on the sofa. In spirit, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake his, was there. His physical body was there. Yeah, um, but that's. A, I didn't know if it was going to be one of those Hart Brothers Wrestling Academies. Oh, yeah, take the money and then yeah. leave. No, he was definitely there. Definitely there. So, um, okay. So moving on. So we, the intention was a promotion. Intention was a school. Yep. Yeah. So basically, so this 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 guy from he lived, from Worthing. He'd. Uh, Put money into these shows. He'd back Jake up. Jake, so this guy was telling me, Jake was doing it. All of these shows was every 10 minutes going to the box office, collecting all the money, <laughs> ticket money. Yeah, and then going. So I remember doing the ring announcing from at Bogner because I lived at Bright. I was living in Brighton at the time. Came and did the Bogner show. Uh, and then the next uh, the next day, it, it was meant to be where where you were, South End? South End. Tell Leisure Centre in South yeah, End. Yeah, Leisure Centre in South End. Um, so I, I rung him up and he was like, he was like, oh, who's that? I went, oh, it's Steve, the ring announcer. And he told me to F off and put the phone down on me. And then an hour later, he rung me back. He goes, oh, I was only joking. Uh, <laughs> I need you to pick up Hacksaw and Brutus from, you know, bearing in mind, I had, we had two children at the time. We had, uh, Lewis and Brandon. So we had a Rover, a Rover 75, but we had both the kids, me, uh, my wife at the time, and then we had to pick up Hacksaw Jim Duggan <laughs> and Brutus the Beef. Two massive Brut- men. Brutus Barber Beefcake. Pick them up from Worthing, go on to the M25 and go along. Now, like, every 10 minutes, they'd want to stop outside a pub, go in there, get a drink, have a drink, come back out, run out, get back in the car, what, what, on a drive pub, along. On a pub crawl? On a pub crawl. Like <laughs> pretty much. Seriously, going up, going down, the, <laughs> trying to get to the N25. So by the time we'd done this, we'd done this at four times. Okay. They'd run in, have a drink, down the drink, come out, jump back in the car, get back in the car, off we go again. That sounds like a great day. <laughs> so we, then we get onto the M25. Then traffic stops. And it's like, ah, oh, really? And then Brutus pipes up, brother, I need to pee. I said, we're on the M25. There's no services. The next services were past Dartford. So he had to get a Coke bottle out. And, okay. Yeah. And anyway, it's so one of your kids. Just, <laughs> oh, anyway, we get to the show. We did the show. Um, I had a falling out because Jake still owed me money from uh, MC and the, the, the one at Bogner. And the pickup and, you know, petrol money for the car and the back and forth and forever. And then uh, Jake said, oh, I've got a check. I've got a checkbook. No cash. <laughs> it's like, great. So he ends up giving me a check. I've got no money, but then he's still expecting us to drop off Hacksaw and Brutus back at the hotel near Littlehampton, it was near. Not, no, sorry, Arundel. Okay. You know Arundel, where yeah. the, uh, the Premier Inn is? And then there's like a... A gas station, a gas station, uh, a petrol station on the opposite side, and there's like a travel lodge. That's where they were. Anyway, um, 
And I think Honky Tonk Man was over as well. Yeah, he was. But, yeah, yeah, Honky Tonk was over as well, but he'd already been picked up. So, yeah, so did the show, went to get paid. Jake said he didn't have any physical money, but here was a here was a check, you know. Didn't have any physical money. I, I, one thing I remember from that show is all the uh, the Polaroids that they were doing. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. This guy was then telling me that Jake would go to the to the ticket office or the whatever that he'd take money and then the money would would disappear. Anyway, I, I don't know anything about that. But hypothetically, I think he was going and spending it on stuff. And anyway, so <laughs> new shoes, <laughs> new shoes. There you go. Yeah. Southend had like a good like a uh, sports world, so like maybe it was like you know, that's probably what it was. Some, that's uh, probably what it was. Some trackies. Yeah. So anyway, so I get angry. Like I've got now I've got two young children and it's now like 10 o'clock at night. And in fairness, both Brutus and Hacksaw put their hands into their wallets and gave gave us money. So we had money for petrol and for food and bought the kids um, some food on the way back and everything. So they did that. And I got really mad. And I got mad at, at this guy who I'd never met before. And he was like... Um, he was like, oh, mate, I'm so sorry, like, Jake. Was, uh, uh, and I said to him, I said, I said, I'll make sure you never effing run. I swear to God. I said, how can you do this? How can you let people get rid of it? Turns out he's like, um, he's like a traveler. <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh, my goodness. We only knew that. He used to, he actually used to have a memorabilia shop in Worthing. I, the, I went with you once. You did. Too. You went oh, with Was that me. him, was that it? That was okay. him. Right, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sounds like Dave Dennis, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Worthing's Dave Dennis. Yeah. It, but it was a really nice guy. He was a really nice guy. But I went, I went and met him after the, after this weekend because obviously, oh, incidentally, that the check didn't bounce. Oh, really? The oh, wow. That's amazing. Didn't bounce. It actually went through. But that was in her name, Val's name. Oh, okay, yes. And that was Jake's partner at the time, and her husband. I believe the story is her husband invented something yeah. that made her a lot of money. She was a very wealthy woman. She, her husband met passed Jake. away. Now she's not then a wealthy woman. J- yeah, yeah. Met Jake, and yeah, the story is wow. he had a lot of it. So allegedly, allegedly, yeah. So, so anyway, went along to the meet this guy. He said he still wanted to do stuff, etc., etc. And um, Jake had made him buy this ring. See where the link's coming in here? Yeah. So, just so we can get that. A wrestling ring. Though. A wrestling ring. So, and because Jake owed him a lot of money, he kept hold of this ring. So, anyway. So. 20-foot ring as well. Which a 20-foot kind of, ring, um, yeah, which unheard was unheard of. of. Time, yeah. yeah. So, a 20-foot ring that this guy had in storage uh, near Brighton. So, John Farrow got wind of this, had phoned me up, and he said, oh, said, you know where there's a 20-foot ring, don't you? I need a 20-foot ring for my show. And at first I said, well, have you not asked Mark Sloan? He said, yeah, yeah, I've asked him, but yeah, it's too much money. He wants too much money for it. I went, right, okay. That sounds like Mark. Yeah, mm. so, <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted too much money for it. And I said, right, okay. I said, well, I do know of one. I said, but I can't say any. I said, just let me ring up and ask. So but I put the phone down to John phoned up this guy in Worthing and said, you know you've got this ring. Obviously, it's sat there doing nothing. Do you want to make some money from it if you hire it out? And he's like, well, depends how much it is, do you know what I mean, and what it's going to cost, et cetera, et cetera. I, says, I said, okay. Um, and then I said to him, uh, I 
I, I said, oh yeah, it's, it's a show up in Blackburn. Is that what I'm Maybe right? no. Blackburn. Yeah, it was Blackburn. Yeah. It was Blackburn. Yeah. Okay. Preston was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's a show up at Blackburn. Um, he wants to ring there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, he gave me a price. I went back to John, and John was like. Oh, oh well, that's a lot of money. He was trying to he was trying to haggle on 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 how much he wanted to pay. I said, I said, John, you tell me how much you want to pay. He says, Well, can you bring the ring up? Uh, you come up with the ring, and I'll give you X amount of money. And I was like, Fuck. I said, That's ridiculous. I said, That's not even going to. I said, What? Then X is on top of that. Oh well, you know, uh, and he's really trying to get this for as, as cheap as he can. And I said, If I can get this guy to agree to it. I said, you didn't realise this was the ring that Jake Jake had? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm fully aware of that. I said, well, Jake can't know about this. I said, if this guy agrees to do it. So so, so the fear was, if Jake knew that it was his ring, yeah, he, he would bring a van yeah, and be like, right, yeah, let's get my ring yeah, back. And, yes. and I've got a question. I never knew that. Okay. So, right, there you go. So, but I also have a question as well. So what was going through your mind about... So obviously Jake's not stupid, right? Yeah. So... Surely he would recognise his ring. It was a right. Yeah, that's fair enough. But once you're there and stuff's happening at the time, yeah, like it's, it's almost like like being forewarned is forearmed, isn't it? Yeah. So if he knew his ring was coming up there, or sorry, it wasn't even his ring because he owed the other guy a lot. Of yeah, money. but he cl- he claims he claims it. Was, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. If he knew beforehand that yes, his ring wasn't coming up, uh, was coming up there, then yes, he could um, have someone ready there, a van there, take the ring, whatever. I see. Bang, bang, bang. So, so I said to John, I said, John, you cannot tell anybody where this ring is coming from. I said, you really want this twenty-foot ring? Do you know what I mean? It agreed to put the, the price up a bit, and the guy was like, okay, yeah, all right, whatever, okay, we'll do it then. It'll bring some revenue back in. I was like, right, okay. So then, obviously, I agreed to referee the show as well, seeing I was going to be up there. So I went back with it and told him, I said, you cannot tell anybody where this ring is coming from. Yeah, yeah, no problems. Put the phone down. Five minutes later, my phone's ringing. It's Jake Roberts on the phone. Oh, brother, I know uh, you're coming up with a ring. Uh, I'm gonna go. I said, you what? Oh, man, I know you're coming. Uh, I, I- He's doing an impression of Steve. Jake Roberts' <laughs> face right now as well. He's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I apologise for swearing. But yeah, yeah, he was effing and blinding at me and I was like, oh my God. I put the phone down on him. I was like... Sounds like me when at the time Matt Jarrett called me up and called me out. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, oh, go away. <laughs> so, so I, I phoned up John. I said, John, I said, did we not literally have this conversation... You worked it out. I haven't said anything. I said, don't even lie to me. I'm not lying to you. I said, so why is Jake ringing me up then? Uh, I don't know. I said, I don't think it's a good idea I come up there, is it? I ended the conversation like that. Okay. So then, a couple of phone calls. John had got back to me and basically said, Please, 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 can you come up? Please, 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 can you come up? And I was like, okay, I'll come up. I says, but just in case anything happens, have something stand by. I said, you know what the wrestling business is like? You know what it's like? I said, it's a long way from Brighton 
up to the up to there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. Okay, right. It's okay. So you're like Notre Dame, there, aren't you? You're, you're <laughs> I just uh, yeah. So anyway, basically, the guy that had the ring then got wind that Jake had got wind that his his ring was going up there, and he was like, "Nah, not a chance." He said, "That's ten grand worth of ring there." So did you tell uh, John that you weren't coming? So what happened was, <laughs> okay, so I'd said to John, I said, look, you know, just, you know, if you could get another ring from somewhere, it'd probably be better if you could get a ring from somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? So, and he was like, right, okay. So, day of, this guy's not letting me pick up, <laughs> he's not letting me pick up the ring. Doesn't want me, he's like, no way. And I'd said to John, I said, John, why did you tell Jake when I specifically told him not to say anything? I said, now, I said, I want to turn up there and have a group of gypsy guys waiting there, you know, to either try and beat me up and steal a ring or steal a van or whatever. I said, you put me in a very bad situation there. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. So all the time, he's lied to me. He told me he never told Jake. I know full well he did because he phoned me up. Do you know what I mean? He's also phoning other people saying, oh, that, that 20-foot ring's coming up here and da-da-da-da-da, so, so I knew. So, I don't know why, but I knew that it was a 20-foot ring from Jake before. I'm sure beforehand. Yeah. I'm sure he'd advertised... Did he advertise the fact he was having a 20-foot ring? Uh, John as had. part of his... I think John had, yeah. I don't yeah, know if in, that was in a, part a full, the... uh, full-size yeah. like, full WWF ring, maybe, or... Yeah. Yeah, because it was built to the specifications of a WWF ring at the time. Which, for those of you who don't know, is WWE now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh my goodness, I've got all these people looking up pandas now, haven't I? On the, <laughs> what's hey? it? Hey? Panda <laughs> ring? So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so, so the night before this show, yeah. had you made your mind up you were not taking this ring? Uh were, were, had you had your may, mind made up for you? Yeah, because um, I mean, I mean, you mentioned a couple of phone calls which were had. I mean, yeah, this this was back and forth with with John, and then you know, I'd I'd rung somebody up, I'd rung somebody else up to ask advice over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and there. Their suggestion was it'd be pretty dangerous to take a ring if Jake had then known. Oh, I see. <laughs> so this was done purely Worried to... Your safety. Yeah, that was quite generous of them. So, uh, yeah, it was said to me, look, personally, I wouldn't go up there. Do you know what I mean? I said, yeah, I know, but it's this, that, and the other. And I said, but then logically thinking about it, there were three people around the area that could get a ring to that venue within an hour's drive. Okay, I've got one more question for you okay. before you get to those three people within an hour's yes. drive. Um, I remember he said he was in contact with you throughout the day. Yes. Was that correct? Yes. <laughs> and you'd said you were telling him... I was maybe 15 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> and... And broken where, down. Where were you? Brighton. <laughs> so you Hypothetically, <laughs> I might not have left my house. Yeah, so so if, if you did it, as we've learned from OJ Simpson, if you did it, yeah. you would have still been at your house and you would have been texting back and forth saying, I'm on my way. Yeah. 
Okay. okay. Hypothetically, right? Hypothetically. And what what sort of bribe would you would you hypothetically, hypothetically would, you would you have been prepared to take had you had you not turned up for this? I mean, ring? hypothetically, there was like another wrestling promoter who felt threatened by yes. those shows. And and this is just an addition to the fact, you know, you're already scared you're going to get beaten up by Jake the Snake Roberts. No, no, that's the main thing. I mean, um, I, I, I'm responsible for somebody else's property, which isn't a bad case, actually. If that was if that was a story that's which came defense. out at the time, that would have been like... Yeah, yeah. but that's Superb. the thing, because when this story came after, it was all oh, I've been screwed and this is that. And then other people's names were dragged in because it was down to them and this, that and the other, et cetera, et cetera. The truth is, if John hadn't have opened his mouth and said anything, then I would have been on my way up to up to that show that day. Yeah. And also the other thing that didn't come out was the fact that John was on the phone to three other people within an hour's reach of that show getting another ring and all three of them f- decided they just weren't going to do it either okay. but told him they were on on their way right okay so let's just make this to to anyone who might think um this was recent i know we have said already this was 15 years ago now yeah 2003 yeah this was 15 years ago now so um i you know if it was me i probably not want to say out loud either the crimes i committed but um i think if you you're a different man now. I'm a much and different man. Much I'm different now. But skinnier, like, one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, we're obviously not wanting to say what... No, we're what's not. Like, like, so, so yeah, my point... Like, we're not... Incri- like, again, you are kind of incriminating yourself in saying this, right? However, no, you told me at the beginning no, I wouldn't be incriminating no, okay. <laughs> it's hypothetical. It's he's hypothetical. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> um, no, like, again... We're not, we're not, um, okay, so we're not, we're not here to be like, oh, I don't believe you did this, I don't believe you no. did that. So, what you just want to know what hasn't what been said. Yeah, because it's never been, it's never the, been spoken. No. And not by you, anyway. No, no. And I had someone actually confess in part to this to me on the phone, and that person isn't in the room right now, and I can only imagine that that person may have been one of the people that was on the phone to yourself. Give me advice. Giving you advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, and I don't want to dredge up the past per se, but what I want to know is, so let's, let, it, it's happened now. The show's not happened, right? The following day, it comes out. Steve Linsky was supposed to bring the ring to the show. He told yeah. us he was 15 minutes away. Yeah. Blah, 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 right? Instantly, you had the world's, Oh, I say the world. The internet was a lot no, smaller pre- then, so you yeah, were luckier. I did. If Twitter was around, mate, you would have been. Oh. Those social justice warriors would have. <laughs> uh, uh, can strung, I do a wrestling, strung him up. Can I do a Wrestling with Shadows reference? Yeah. You can say you weren't involved all you want, but if you were. Uh, oh, no. God you can swear to God all you, you, you want. But if you were, God, he will strike you down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I swear, ma'am, it wasn't me. <laughs> but um, so this is almost like your version of Montreal, isn't it? You can, uh, yeah. You can, and, and and now I feel, I feel like now you have got this off your chest. You can, you can, you know, it's off your chest now. It's Do you know what? At, at the end of the day, okay. There's things I've done over the years, you know. That I'm not. Do you know what? I've never done anything really bad. I'm not. I'm not because I'm not a bad person. Anyone that knows me 
personally will know I will go out of my way to help people. But it always tends to be the case that it's always me that gets the the bad end of the stick. Or if I say to someone, look, okay, I'll do this favor for you or I'll get this to you, but keep your gob shut. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing you the favor. Yes, I'm coming up there, so I'll get work out of it. And then they go and just do the total opposite. Do you know what I mean? And then John Farrer's this poor man that got, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, he probably did go through a really bad time and everything. But did he not win the lottery and then move away to America <laughs> and all these other, you know, these karma things that came round? He won the lottery. I don't think he really won the lottery, did he? Oh, so that's another lie then. Well, I think that was just one of those stories like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'll show them. Look, everyone, I've won the lottery. Like, I think he did well in poker. Like, I think yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. He became so, a professional poker player. Yeah. So from your perspective then, so you were instantly vilified. Yes. I remember Scott Conway coming out and saying that... Yeah, know, he was... Ne- were, I should be blacklisted. Yeah. And then remember, three days later, he gave me some shows. And then I remember, um, I remember FWA announcing you'd been suspended... And then, ironically, Scott Conway then took your job on the next uh, the next FWA show, referee. Yeah, yeah. And John Farrer, and, and obviously those allegations that FWA was something to do with this ring not appearing as well, which is why I guess FWA then distanced yeah. themselves from yourself. And then they brought in John Farrer as like a personality on the show. As a manager, as wasn't As a manager. It? The and, next week, yeah. And they used him, and, and like John surely must have known that, these people were somehow involved yet he still came and did the show but i guess is that that's kind of i guess the mark in him do you know what i mean that's like yeah, kind yeah. of like <coughs> well it's like for whoever was responsible for putting you up to it it's keep your friends close and your enemies closer isn't it yeah. so yeah come come to our show john and we'll make it you know we'll look after you and yeah yeah and that must have been John jumped at the chance to be a wrestling manager and then again. He, he did it once and that was it um, and then that, that's when he did it with Greg with Truth Lambert and that led to Greg continuing time. and um, so how long after this did things settle down and I know they used you as a heel referee after that yeah point. that was my big thing then, um, wasn't it it was like but I think that was more of the um, I think that was is it Loki and Flash Barker went to a, a time limit draw? You wouldn't give a five more minutes. I wouldn't give a five more minutes, blah, blah, blah. So that's, that's sort of right. Pro- but that was only a few months later. But so yeah, so you, what we're saying, like, so you were suspended, but... FW didn't run were, enough I, I, did, I was suspended for a show. Yeah. So how did that conversation go then, hypothetically? You took one for the team there, kid. Yeah. They, they were like, you know, we can't... We can't seem to be sort of like, you know, everyone's so like, it's all over the UK FF, do you know what I mean? You've done this or whatever. They knew the full story. and But did they know that, did they say to you at the time, you'll be back next month or did they say this it was It was said to me, you know, you need to take a step back because obviously everyone's crying, you know, and people are calling for your blood and, you you know, you're public enemy number one this week. Do you know what I mean? But again, like everything else, within seven days, stuff had changed. Like Scott Conway. Scott Conway went on there and put on my, my phone number. <laughs> yeah, <I remember> that. <laughs> Did anyone call you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had people ringing me up and shouting down at me and, you know, upsetting, upsetting me and my family was getting upset. I had all these horrible phone calls. 
Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott put up my personal phone number. You know, and and you even when you but read it, it, when you read it, you know, it, it even sounds like him. Hey, okay, pal. <laughs> Let's not see this man work again. Was it, so was this a, so was this a rib from his part or was yeah. this him? Oh, it must yeah, have because been. Yeah. because he gave me a yeah. he gave me a date sheet three days later. He was like he was the one that speared it. Did the one put there was some people that that stuck up for me. The Knights, Paddy. I remember Ricky Knight going on there because everyone was like, I, w- I was running a news agent at the time. I'd, I'm a news agent. Uh, like my friend over here. Hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. We always have this little laugh because <laughs> we have, know, this, yeah. have this in common, do you know what I mean? But your mum and dad had the, you just went in and <laughs> stacked the shelves. Did you hear what you said about you, Ant? No, 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 I know. So, so yeah, that, so that was the thing. So someone says, oh, yeah, uh, he, he's nothing. And, and and I hear he just stacks shelves for a living and this, that and the other. And, and Ricky Knight was one of the first people that came, that sort of jumped on and said, well, well, actually, no. He's got his own news agents, do you know what I mean? But, but you know, everyone makes mistakes or whatever. Nobody knows the full story. You know, let's not be the, f- you know, let's not jump down people's throats and, you know, make accusations until the truth comes out. And, yeah. So... The truth never really did come out, though, did no. it? No, and that, that's what I think the craziest thing about this whole situation is. We're here 15 years later. The truth has never really come out. This is the first time you've spoken, like, actually spoken about the subject. Yeah. Because, like, I saw, like, did you do a shoot interview with yeah. Mark Sloan? Yeah, and basically every time a question was asked, I was Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and it was advertised that you were going to tell the truth for yeah, the first time. Yeah, I know. But like, did, did you ever want to get that story out? Because I think, yeah, I so did. I did because because for anyone that looks back on it, it was basically either hypothetically or whatever. Uh, I, I keep saying that. That's because you just put that that blooming word in my head now every time you said it about the OJ thing. But basically, yeah, no, I, I do because it's been going around that that I single-handedly or I was bribed to or I was convinced to do it. And the bottom line is, I said one thing to the promoter not to do and he totally went against that within two minutes of putting the phone down on me and then doing that. And then it was a case of, well, why the hell would you do that? And then if I do drive this ring up there, or sorry, get someone to, I don't drive, get someone to, to, to drive me up all the way up there. Another question. Did you have someone ready to drive you up there? I did. Okay. It was the guy who had the ring. Oh, okay. With the van. Okay. So he already had a van, he already had yeah. a ring, and the ring was, was there. Yeah. But he was then less keen when he... Learned that Jake was going to be there. Yes, exactly. Like, to me, like, again, like, if you... <laughs> If I'm gonna nick a if I'm gonna nick a ring off of Andy Boy Simmons, right? I've nicked a ring off him, right? And then I know that Andy Boy Simmons is gonna be wrestling a a wrestling show, uh, a wrestling on this wrestling show mm-hmm. where there's a, a ring job that I've been offered. I'm not taking my ring, but I've nicked off this man <laughs> to <laughs> and hope he's not ready for. Yeah. Not even to hope. Like I don't want to. Like I'm not bringing that ring any. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah. I'm, but in fairness as well, the guy never stole the ring off of Jake. He'd already put the money in there yeah. to purchase that. And all he was doing, he wasn't letting Jake have that ring it because sounds to it me, wasn't paid. It sounds to me like this is a case for Judge Rinder. 
<laughs> Do you know God, what I mean? Yeah, Judge Rinder was around. Like, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Perfect. But yeah, but that's that's pretty much, but you know, so so people that think they know don't really know. Do you know what I mean? It was all like, oh, well, Linsky was bribed by whoever to not turn up because they felt threatened. <laughs> you know, and then it's... <laughs> Yeah, it comes around, you know. Yeah, you, you're right. It is nice to sort of get it off my chest that, you know, not everything was as it seems at the time. Okay. Right, so basically... We, let's, let's put we, a bum on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Done. So, Where are we up to now? That's 2003. Um, so yeah, we've got 15 years. Does he, get a, does he get acquitted or not? I don't know. I don't know. If this was in court, the I don't people know. People versus OJ. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Hell of a documentary series. So. I think he'd. Pro- I think Linsky'd probably be guilty. I of what? Of what though? Yeah, I think he'd get away with it because he's not. Was there any contract signed? No. no. Well, we know that within within our realm, your word is. Yeah, your word is, is taken e- as gospel, Yeah, your word is everything. It? But no one's exactly. used him. No one's used him for a ring job since. <laughs> <have> <laughs> <I>? <laughs> yeah. But in fairness, if I say to that person, one of the conditions that I come up there. Is yes. it don't tell somebody. There you go. So he, so that. And I've got a non-refunded. Like I was promised by John Farrow, I'd have my twenty-five pounds refunded. Yeah, anybody, anybody that's been refunded from that, and I'm pretty sure there wasn't anyone because loads of people. Yeah, I didn't. Chris Roberts didn't either. We had that conversation. So anyone who wants a refund, follow at Steve Linsky on Twitter. And get, <laughs> get in touch with him by the sounds of it. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that was that one. What's next in the world of Steve Linsky? <laughs> so how did you like? So from here, was it was it hard from you from that point getting work, or was it just business as usual? It, pretty much, I think a week, two weeks of turbulence, and then obviously there was the whole thing of. Were you worried at the time? Yeah, I was because it was like, oh my god, you know, I've I've done something, I've done something stupid, you know, but at the same time, on a principle thing you know what I mean it wasn't me but then it was all over the UK FF but then all of a sudden it switched from me being uh, public enemy number one to John because John was then you know wasn't giving out refunds wasn't doing this wasn't doing that then he turns up on another promotion show laughing about this big oh I did this on purpose and blah blah blah. I mean if you've watched back, what is that show that he did? It was in Crunch though. Yeah. It was yeah. probably New Frontiers, I guess, maybe. Yeah, so surely that's still out there. So he turns up as a heel, you know, laughing all about it, you know. You know, I'm great. And mm. like, you were lucky. You but you worked the FWA breakout tour, what, the following month? Yeah. March, April? Yeah. So you were in also that much a, trouble. There was also a York Hall show where the fire alarm went off and everyone had to be evacuated. But that was that was a few months later. Was that a few months later? Yeah, that was October. And the, uh, the but the phone was call had come from... No, bomb scare. It was a bomb scare. Bomb scare, yeah. yeah. Right. Somebody had phoned up the York yeah. Hall and said a bomb was in had been planted. Yeah. But the phone line was sort of... Up north. <laughs> north. And they, evacu- they evacuated the building, didn't they? And then the yeah. show started late. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Make your own judgment. And do you on know that. what's crazy as well? Just uh, again, like uh, when they evacuated the building, everyone was stood right next to the building. Still, like, do you know what I mean? There was an actual that, bomb in the yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, but we just yeah couldn't go. Everyone too across the road. Yeah. Well, thank God there wasn't. 
Yeah, so. absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't be running shows now, would I? Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a good exactly. point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so you got back into FWA. Um, I mean, we're going to document the FWA in great detail, I think, when we finally get round to it. It's such okay, a so draining we can, we can, subject. We can... Um, but yeah. yeah, let's talk about. I, w- I was with the FWA while it was was running for a, for a pretty much lot lot of length of the time. So. Yeah, and then when it went away, and then when it came back, yeah, and then when it went away again, <laughs> yeah, you were again a constant. Yeah. Um, tell me about you're you're renowned for. I remember you 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 always you always off somewhere because one of the things about you is. I think, I don't know how you do it, but you always make connections. And that's why you're always, I think it's, it's to your credit, really. Like, that's why you're always involved in all these new projects because yeah. you're you're great at networking and you're great at putting yourself out there when others might not put themselves out there. Yeah. And you're just great at networking. So you find yourself in a lot of random countries doing uh, doing these wrestling shows. Yeah. Um, I always remember yeah, Egypt you know, and yeah. Qatar and Finland. Finland, Finland yeah, used to be Finland. a big deal for you when I first met. Yeah. That was his only one for a while. Yeah, Finland, mate. I'll Finland. get you into Finland. I'll get you into Finland. Um, <laughs> Finland, never Steve did. Carino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that never lasted so too long. Really. I've got a quick like. So I, I guess some of those must have failed because this is about failure. This podcast. This isn't about. This yeah. isn't a success story. This isn't. This isn't I like know. Pierce Morgan's life stories where there's some redemption at the end. Yeah. This is. Uh, so I remember Egypt. You must be bricking it. So <laughs> <laughs> you brought me in a ref, bro. Sorry. You must be bricking it. Nah, because uh, you know what Andy said, keep your friends close. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, my my question is, um, Egypt. Yes. You, there was a story with Egypt about not getting paid. What yeah. happened there? Tell me all about it. Okay, so like, um, I'll, I'll break the story down quite quick. So yeah, so I was approached... Did I want to come out referee in Egypt? Um, uh, yes. Uh, everyone got half of their money up front and was told we would get paid the rest when we get out there. So the majority of us were out there for five days. It was a lovely resort. And who was there? Give uh, us some names. Al Snow, Gangrel, um, Bambi Killer, um, Starbuck. Yeah, Matt Cross was out there. Sanjay Dutt was out there. Um Stayed on a lovely resort. It was like a golfing resort in Alexandria. That part of Walking Dead. That part of Egypt was down that way. So we stayed on this lovely resort. Went and did this. I think it was two, two or three shows. But the ring was like concrete. The ropes were terrible. Which is always is on these foreign tours. Anyone's I've done. The rings are really bad. But a lot of them, I've always found. But it's almost like they've seen what a ring looks like on the telly and then just built, built it to look to like. their own specifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get it's there, almost like no It's give. almost like when you think about when you're a kid and you make a wrestling ring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always, yeah. almost like that. They, they some... probably stand up better than what <laughs> these ones did. So, yeah. So, anyway, got, got to the third night. It was a final show. Nobody had been paid the rest of their money. There was a big argument between the promoter um, and... Obviously, some other Egyptians. There was a big argument back and forth. We're sort of like watching, going, "What's going on here?" Then, do you know what I mean? Then he comes back. This is two thousand and nine. He comes back and he said, "Oh, he said um, uh, the sponsor isn't paying the rest of the money." So the wrestlers were like, "Right, well, we ain't doing the show then." Then it transpired that they 
had the upper hand because if we didn't do the show, they could send us to to debt jail because we weren't fulfilling our contract. Even though they weren't fulfilling their contract. Even no. though, yeah, I, I didn't get into it. So we ended up doing so it. So were you scared at this time? Yeah, with foreign well, country. Yeah, foreign country. We could have been thrown into jail. Because like, you always read those horror stories, don't you? People who go to those it's countries. It's like Midnight Express, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we weren't smuggling anything, but it was like, oh my God. So is this true? Can they really like, you know, we were we were standing together as a unit as like, well, we're not getting paid. They would have split you up in a second though. They would have been like, right, you're going to jail over here, you're going yeah, to jail over there. Of course, whatever. Then, like, you know, so there was like, I think, so we ended up doing it. Uh, I think Sanjay was one of the first ones that were being transported out to go get his flight. We were like flying out the next morning. And the promoter said to me at that time, he said, he, he swore on his, his life. He said, I will pay you. I said, right, okay. I tell you what, I was like, D'Lo Brown was out there. How many other names can I drop? You two used to be best friends, didn't you? You and D'Lo. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got on really well, but then he, he just. Anyway. Pierre there? Was he there? Pierre, yeah, yeah. Pierre yeah. He's, having yeah. A, he's having a bit of a resurgence, resurgence isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. We we did have some fun on, on, those, on those shows, to be fair. So, anyway, I digress. So, yeah. So, a year to the day that he said that he was going to pay me. He phoned me up and he said, give me your bank account details. I've got the rest of your money. And you're like, no way, man. This is a scam. I'm not giving you my bank details. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, okay, yeah. He paid me the rest of the money. Some people weren't lucky. They didn't get money. I think um, Sanjay never got paid the rest of his money. And there was people that didn't get that paid. Gangrel was another one. He said he never got paid. Because I was really surprised. I thought, well, he's paid me. I'm the referee. Surely he's paid everyone else. I think D'Lo got paid within two days because he got his wife at the time, who was a total uh, heel. <laughs> she would be constantly, money, money, you know what I mean? Like, and he'd, he'd act the big baby face. So, so anyway, so he'd, he'd been paid. We got paid. So that's how I started continuing uh, refereeing and booking talent for QPW in the, in the Middle East. And it's still... Touch would go. We're meant to be going to Q8 next month, but I can't. I don't think that's going to happen. It'll probably get put back to September. That's now. weird with those shows as well, right? Because I remember, like, there's a running joke, and there's almost like, um, do you remember this? Uh, so I remember something along with Bret Hart. Yeah. So like, you were always doing shows, like we're not always doing. So like, this QPW took how many years to get started? Probably yeah, for, yeah. since 2009. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and then like in 2013. Was it 2012? 2012, yeah. yeah I, had to, I wanted to take Marty out. So I was. I had a show with NWE, which obviously wasn't... We'd tell that story another time as well. But like, uh, I tried to... Bret Hart was one of the guys who was going to be potentially coming in for the show. Yeah. Um, but Bret was going, oh, I've been offered big money to do a tour of Qatar. He was offered big money to do this show of, uh, yeah, in yeah. England as well yeah. because it was uh, NWE's budget not mine yeah and it was them who were doing the negotiating because they didn't want me to get involved in negotiations but even though they were paying well above the odds for everyone um but brett was like essentially offered x amount of days work um x yeah. amount of money yeah. um and he said that this is happening he said like if this doesn't happen we can sign off on the contract but yeah. obviously it was the time was getting closer and closer and closer and of course at the time you would run you, you'd not run you'd said you were running however many 
trips it going to however many trips yeah. to Qatar yeah. and every single time it didn't happen yeah, and I was just like back. saying yeah, it did just, happen but yeah, it, it did happen got, eventually yeah, but like, it just got put back but, um, yeah. and I was just like this show's not going to happen like these shows at Brent's on aren't going to happen and they didn't happen mm. and I was just like mm, because like I could have got Brent obviously it all worked out fine in the end because I got Brent Hart like a, a couple of years later a fraction um, a fraction of the price yeah and uh, um, his actual going rate <laughs> And uh, we're not going to discuss. And <laughs> um, and that and it, and it worked out because it was a draw for myself rather than for someone else. Yeah. And I always think if we had Bret Hart, he was one of many names that was discussed, but he was like one of the last ones. So it's, it's going to be Bret. We got him. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, if Bret had been announced and we'd sold those tickets to the, the show, then NWE wouldn't have pulled out. And then I would have almost been married into a partnership with NWE, like the biggest morons of them all. Um, which was never going to end well. Like looking back, nah. uh, looking back in hindsight, it was never going to end well. So, um, so I guess as, as angry as I was at the time, like you know, it's, yeah, uh, it worked yeah out I, for the I best. remember that as well because Marty was meant to be doing it, and yeah. I got angry at Marty because Marty was fully prepared to take the deposit for yeah, the Middle East when he was going to do. But he, but he had already said that he was going to do your yeah. show, and I said, well, then you can't do that. I said, you really can't take the deposits. Yeah, I know, but I said, no, that's totally... If you're going to do Andy's show, do Andy's show. Do it. You know what I mean? But don't take a deposit off someone knowing full well that you're not going to do that show. And uh, somebody else had got a deposit out of it. I think it was Lion Kid. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. He got a deposit out of it. Karma's getting him lately, isn't it? I keep seeing all these shows keep getting cancelled. So Yeah. So it's cool. like, it's almost like the thing now. It's like, you know, and, that, and that's why boys now, like even now, like we're meant to be doing some more stuff in, in May, maybe in Q8, another show in October in Qatar. But it's like, and I've said to the promoter, I said, until you send me a 100% date confirmed and a deposit, I'm not going to book the lads. Because it's always going back and it's now the thing where, oh, it's not going to happen, is it? You know what I mean? Mm. And you always know that the one time it, something will happen on the date it's said and when it's going to happen, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and, like, and to be fair to them, like, I think like I would have given up on them after two, three times, but you obviously stuck with them and they've, they've yeah, come through they and they've put on me. some, yeah. some because, good shows, yeah. big shows. Yeah. And the boys get looked after when they go out there. You ask anyone that's going to ask Johnny or anything, you know, we end up You've going to take Andy though, have you? Um, not yet. No. Six days. I did offer you refing jobs. Did you? Yes. I don't recall. Do you not? <laughs> There's a surprise. <laughs> There's a surprise. I offered Joel um, Allen. So why didn't I take the refing jobs? Referees. Um, I think when I first offered you it, you was talking about something that was going on with NWE in, in that April. Because I said I wanted one more person to come out. And then after that, it's like, oh, mate, not refereeing. But... <laughs> But onto that discussion of whether or not um, you take them, one of the wrestlers, who we won't name, but he had a bit of a problem with the US Embassy recently, didn't he? Because he'd been to Sudan. Yes. Yes, so we got Sudan on like, our passports. I didn't, I didn't even know this. No? Right. Okay, so you know when you go to America? Yeah. You know when you go to America, you've got, like, is it Esther? Esther? Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. asks you if you've visited, what countries you've What visited, countries you've like, visited. Like if there's any Middle Eastern countries. And yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. List and so, so, like on mine, Sudan, Kuwait. You know, Qatar, you know, and it's like, yeah, oh, great. Well, Sudan and and Kuwait maybe come up on a list. I think because they going, can be 
you can get to such and such a place through Sudan and yeah so <laughs> yeah and because of that he's his passport got flagged up yeah so um what was that yeah, we're trying to sign language, Andy, who it is. Well, I, um, do you know what I think is really funny? Is I, you did sign, I knew who it was, but I think you might have whispered so loudly that he came through on the microphone. <laughs> so, so, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I don't, it won't make a bad, no, bit but difference it was. But. It was an inconvenience. He's, he'd already paid <laughs> his holiday money for, for him to go out there and this, that, and the other. And then he goes to get his sister and he's like, sorry, mate. What? Did you have to go to an interview. I think now you have to go to an interview. So yeah. yeah, the promoter like he he messaged me. He said, "Oh, you know," and he's not happy about it because obviously, if he can't go on holiday, he loses that money that he's paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a lot of money, you know, for him anyway. Do you know I mean? anything like if he loses a fiver, that's <laughs> you <laughs> you know, yeah, he, absolutely. So, so yeah, so then he had to go, and he was like, "Oh, this isn't right." And I think they did send him some. They have. They did send him some money to go towards going to the embassy. He went to the embassy. Oh, we get you all got worked. Cleared. Yeah. All worked out well and everything. But I had to send him pictures of us out in Sudan, proving what yeah. he was out there for. Do you know what I mean? So well, you can th- never be too careful, can you? you no, and this is true. But you don't think about that at the time because no. all you're thinking of is, oh, great, get to go visit a foreign country that I've yeah. never been before, that I wouldn't personally. You know, sort of like pay to. And have you ever visited anywhere that where you, where you felt like you could be in danger? Or, Egypt or you thought- twice last year because the second time I went out there, I was having meetings with someone who wanted to 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 run wrestling promotion and wanted to start a company, and he took me out there twice uh, to meet him and talk about it. And then I think it was the the day after I flew back, there was a mass shooting at like twenty minutes from where I was. Like I'd go to the pyramids and go and visit and just you know same in same in Qatar we'd go out and like um, we ended up walking along this beach and and the uh, the Emir's guard we didn't know it was a private beach and it was in a sandstorm as well so there was no one about anyway and this truck comes pulling up it's me Johnny uh, Al Snow uh, Big Johnny Moss and Tom Scarborough so. <laughs> So we're walking along this beach with these, you know, the surgical masks that, you know, you know. To so you can't really even talk to each other or anything. Oh, you can still talk because it's like this. But okay. Like we're walking along, shorts. I've got a I Love Ring Rats t-shirt on. <laughs> right, okay. Luminous shorts. <laughs> do you know what I mean? White guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? With these surgical masks. Walking along a deserted beach in a sandstorm. Okay. And my question was, how did the spots? <laughs> <laughs> so what? That, so, so they pulled up beside comes, you. This guard comes up with a gun pointing out of the window. Turn off camera. Turn off camera. No photographs. Turn off camera. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. So we're all like, oh, holy shit. You know what I mean? We get off the beach. We go up to this guy and he says, you're at this private beach. Dude, oh, so sorry. So sorry. Take, take no camera. No pictures. No pictures. And I ask him for a selfie. God. This guy's got a gun pointing, <laughs> and like we we disappear over the road and we go to this underground car park just to get out of this sandstorm. And our snow runs this. I'm pretty sure our Johnny's got it on his on his iPad. This five minute monologue, you know, which is basically saying, "Oh, we need to get shot." You know, we're outside. You know, we're in shorts. He's got an "I Love Ringrats" T-shirt. <laughs> How did they spot us? <laughs> 
oh, I don't know, five white guys on a, on a deserted beach. So, yeah. so And there's always that camaraderie. Like, it's usually the same type of guys that go out there. So, it's, it's always a good laugh. Yeah, once you put in. We're, meanwhile, we're yeah, sitting in the yeah. freezing. This, yeah, but this is the thing. I've always put forward that they should take more English guys out. So, like, I'd mention Marty to them. Uh, guys, Nathan Cruz. I have mentioned. <coughs> yeah. I have mentioned. No, I, I offered you work to come out there as referee. You didn't want to come out there as referee. So, and I stand by that. I remember. I don't remember it. Okay. Um, and I've put in a load of guys around, you know, trying to get out. But, you know, it's like they're not WWE stars or they've not been on TV. But now, like, they look at guys like Marty now and Will Ospreay and they're like, oh, we need these guys. No, they can't do it now. Mm. Or the money they yeah, want. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's quite segregated, isn't it? Like, the, so the WWE guys would be invited to, like, private parties. Yeah. Uh, and if you if you weren't a WWE star, you weren't welcome. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's stories I've heard from, obviously, the non-WWE guys. <laughs> so, and we, we've had a bit of that in NWE. Do you remember the, the locker rooms were superstars, yeah. wrestlers? wrestlers? Yeah. And I just wanted to go... I'll just go home. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a human being at the end of the day. I'm not being treated as second-class citizen. Know, I think maybe you should, if you're going to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> got a lovely hotel, free square meals a day. No, well, yeah, you're lucky, <laughs> but the, the way it is, you know, you're just... My point is right. No, I know exactly. And especially because half of the boys that are, are out there as well, you know, like some of them didn't, didn't even want to leave the hotel room. They wanted to sit and play PS4 and play whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like... And like we'd want to, we'd want to go out and explore and have a walk round and go on boat trips and visit museums. <laughs> and I would wind Johnny up. I say, Johnny, you have to come out on these day things. He says, Why? I said, Because when you go to these places, it's customary for when you're a guest that they'll give you an envelope with money as a gift. <laughs> I bet he was out like a whippet. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, we went to this. We went to this. Oh, that was it. So we all like the Brazilian. Yeah, we we all like we all like the Brazilian. It happened to be in this... Um, it's going to be a three-parter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we better move on to the next subject pretty soon. Can I just tell his Brazil story? Yeah, Because this is good. Okay, so so we all go out to this... Um, we go to this... There's a Brazilian in, in the hotel where we're staying. So I said to the promoter, I said, can we go to the Brazilian? All the boys love it. It's meat. All the boys love it. It's chicken. It's protein. Yes, yes, no problems. But no alcoholic drinks. You, are, If you want alcoholic drinks, you buy them yourselves. But everything else we cover, not a problem. Go up there, see the manager, book the table for the next evening and say to the boys, we're all going to the Brazilian. Okay, cool. So we all go the next evening. We get there and we're told we can't come in. We're like, well, why? Because, oh, the, the sheik that's here that owns a hotel has got a party in. I said, I said, I want to see the manager. Can I have a word with him, please? I said, I've booked this table for this. I literally went, well, I don't care. I've booked this table. Can I speak to the man, please? So, and he literally takes me over to this guy. <laughs> okay. And he said, oh, this, this is the man. He, he, said, he said, oh, well, well who, who are you guys? I said, well, wrestlers. Oh, my family loves wrestling. Kicks all of his guests out to let the wrestlers in. <laughs> Yes, bonus. Excellent. Okay, gets in there. So then he's talking and he's meeting the wrestlers and he says how much his kids really love the wrestling. So he invites us to go to his house the next day. Yeah. So we we get a bus. We get go there. Majority of us go to his house. His house is a museum. It has 600 cars 
in his garages, like, you know, Ferraris and everything, and a plane and boats, and he has two pet cheetahs. <laughs> yeah. As you do. So he's... Pr- so he brings the cheetahs out. Like, we're walking around his museum, you know, which, which is his house. He's got about 20 kids running around. Like, Brodus Clay was there. And this kid, he says, oh, Brodus, we, we go for a drive around, around the estate. Yeah, no problem. This 11-year-old kid rocks up in this 4 by 4 Brodus gets in the passenger seat, and the 11-year-old is driving <laughs> wow. around the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't drive, but someone let me go in a, in a car... And I'm driving around, and I got really good because I got into second gear. I was so happy. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, where do you get those experience? And Johnny's going, well, when do we get the envelopes? When do we get the envelopes? So it's usually at the end, Johnny. Usually at the end. So he's waiting. We've gone round, and they've fed us, and they've watered us. We've petted the cheetahs, and had pictures taken, and. One of these cheetahs has scratched into Brodus's leg. There's blood pouring down his leg. It's all great fun. Um, then it comes to the end of the thing. And Johnny's like going, it's not happening, mate, is it? It's not happening. So we all get on the bus. And Johnny's like, really, really, like, oh, <laughs> you know. As the bus is pulling away, two of the kids start running behind the bus going, stop, stop. Bus driver stops, door opens. Kid says, my father said you forgot the gift. You forgot gift. Johnny's like, yes, <laughs> yes. We was all given a book of the uh, <laughs> of the museum. <laughs> Brilliant, excellent. Well, that seems like a, a success story to me. I don't mm. think that. So I it's totally gone off the rails, off the there, hasn't it? It's, a, it's almost like a feel-good story, and we've gone massively over time again. You just, uh, I mean, your confession took a lot longer to get out of you than we anticipated. We <laughs> yeah, knew we'd get it. What confession? There was no um, confession. It's just my side of the story. Um, so uh, just to, just to close then. Um, We've got to talk. We've got to talk about five star wrestling. Yes. Um, so you were obviously involved in that. You were a ring announcer. We we saw you. At, well, less than sixteen thousand people saw you. We can't confirm the exact number every week on uh, on Free Sports uh, TV for about what was it? Four weeks. Five. Five weeks. Um, and uh, tell me all. How did you get involved? Uh, what are your Give me some, give me some insight. Give me some four one one on this. Uh, well, basically, obviously, it started a year or two previously. They'd done three shows. They'd done their first show. Um, I got in, I got in touch with the guy, or he got in touch with me about refereeing or ringing out. It might have been ringing out, actually. Somebody had said, oh, "You ring announced the tour, didn't you?" Yes, I did. So the original I, one. The original one. Um, so I ended up. Ring announcing the first tour. And then obviously they were meant to have shows last year. And then it was announced that it was being postponed. I was told it was going to get postponed. Um, what I was told was different to what was told to the public. Would you care to uh, elaborate on what you were told? It was basically like um, they were still waiting on a deal coming through for a TV which would then link into doing the whole arena shows. Because originally they, they did a show on Five Star, right? And yeah. then TNA wound up getting that deal. Yeah. So I imagine that that original tour was supposed to be on Five Star yeah. and then they'd kind of already committed to doing it yeah. and announced it. Yeah, and yeah. They'd, they'd done all that and everything. And it was like, and I think I think that what happened at Manchester um, with the 
the bomb, bless him, shouldn't have been used primarily because there was talk that it was possibly going to get postponed, but that was to do with the TV thing. Then when that happened, that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, shall we say. And then that's what happened. But because when it was announced, that was the f- the whole reason yeah. for it happening. And it was like, uh, no. So that put a lot of people's backs up with that. Then we came back and we, it was postponed. Right, we're going to do them again. Right, okay, this is what we're going to do. Great. Okay, I was coming to do that. I'd hooked him up with, with Ray. Because you are somewhat of a talent agent as well, right? Yeah, and, and to, to a degree, yeah. And then um, I think the year before, I'd offered him Jack Swagger because Jack had just come out of WWE. He came to me, asked me if I could look after his stuff. I said, yeah. So there you go, you could have all these dates. I mean, he turned, at the beginning, he said he'd got other stuff on, so we turned that down anyway. So, okay, so that was that. So anyway, we fast forward to this year, started again. Um, and yeah, five weeks in, we're no more. So it's, uh, but are people like your end, um, you know, manage, are they like surprised? Well, that's you know, what I was going to say, because when, when I, cause I, we've discussed it in detail. I've spoken to you about it as yeah. well. I remember, I remember standing at one of my shows saying like, there's no way this can work. And there's no, no, no. Make, like, and you were adamant. Someone obviously told you something that made you believe that this yeah. was going. Yeah, we're going to see the this whole, through the whole hog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it turns out that again, this is wrestling, so not everyone tells the whole truth, you know, all of the time. And this is the this is the thing that like, I can't fully get into it. But again, promises were made, gifts exchanged, you know, and then unfortunately, when it come down to it not everything that was told was the whole truth. So then that's why people are like, Phew. you know. And when it was going on. Yes. So every week, so you just put into context, running huge arenas. Yeah. Some weeks getting less than a thousand people into a 10,000 seat building. Yeah. Um, the shows weren't particularly good either, you know, yeah. in terms of the wrestling, which is out there at the moment. Um, I mean, there were some good guys on there and there were some good moments on the show, yeah. but it wasn't anything particularly groundbreaking. No. Um, surely there must have been a time when you were like, you know, we can't... Like, because you personally know how much a lot of these guys are making yeah, based upon your agent and stuff. Yeah. And you must be thinking, well, these venues are costing a fortune. Yeah. And look at all this production stuff that's just being brought in. Yeah. Like, I, I guess part of the production stuff being brought in may have been reinforcing that this is a big deal, but at the yeah. same time, this has to be costing someone some money. Yeah. Surely, was there any point where you were thinking, this is, how can this keep going? Like, how can this keep going? Yeah. I mean, from day one, it was like, you know, it is it going to be sustainable? So were you worried after the first show, were you worried that week two would happen? Not the first week. Okay. So when did you start to worry? Probably after Belfast. Which is week four? Four. Five. No, uh, that was the last week, wasn't it, Belfast? That Belfast was the last week. So it probably wasn't. It was four. Because Plymouth Liverpool, was week... Newcastle, Plymouth, Belfast. So that was yeah, it? That's it, isn't four. it? Yeah. Four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much it was like the the money person behind it was committed 
okay, and he was going to see it through. And there was other opportunities and other investors about to come on board, which would have turned stuff around, which is why I was, wasn't was worried coy. about it. Yes. I won't say coy. I was quietly confident. So, because I knew this person and I know what he's like and I know what his businesses are like elsewhere and I know what type of person he is. So, as I say... You used to work for one of these guys, right, when you were a kid? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 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 But that's just a coincidence, isn't that's it? That's coincidence. Big coincidence, yeah. yeah, that we're all from the same part of the world. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, it's again, it, it's one of those things where it's like... A lot of people have said to me, Steve, you've been around so long and you're involved in that company. It's gone. You're involved in that company. Sounds like something that we might it's say. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, you're a jinx. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's... It's definitely been an interesting 27 years, I'll say that. And it's, I still honestly believe that something's going to come along. Are you looking at it, mate? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like, this. and I said this earlier, it might have been last week when I was here last week. Good one. Yep, you like that, keeping it alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keeping it real. Um, that you've got one part of that puzzle. It's just whether or not, if there's another thing that comes along... Like, it had been great if this said person had come along and say, well, who do you think we should sort of go to? I'd be like, well, there's a couple of options. Well, there's only one clear option, isn't there? Well, there is now. But what I'm saying is it's hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, But, yeah, I'm pretty sure something's going to come along where those two things are going to gel together. And so now whether it's TV... We're still in the realms of, do we need TV? You're doing really well. You're doing well on your online demand. You're doing well at your live shows. You know, do you need, do you personally need TV? You know, um, that's a rhetorical question. I wasn't, you know, so, (laughs) but again, everyone's banging on, we need TV, we need TV. Like even now, the amount of things I've seen on Facebook and it's like, oh, free sports, we're available. Oh, put us on. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Are you not successful enough that that you have to have an outlet to do that? I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be great if it was on TV, you know. And maybe deep down, it does need that to put it up another so do level. You think, do you think that five-star wrestling's mentality was, we've got TV, therefore we're made? Just, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was... I The person... Again, and it's going back, it's going back to the thing, it's like... It, there was no responsibility because it wasn't their money. That's the bottom line. If if you come to me with a million pounds, yeah, I have to be cautious that I'm investing that wisely because if if you was putting your own million pounds in, you're watching every penny, aren't you? If you give a million pounds to Simmons, you know it's going down Argos. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I know he's going to turn it into two million. That's what I'm saying. But there you go. If you know for a fact that he can turn that into two million, then you're happy to do that. But if somebody says to you, we've got this in place, we've got this in place, we've got this in place, we've got investors that are likely to come on board, we can do this. Okay, that sounds quite credible. And Until you get down to the road when you find out that this person isn't quite as credible as you were once led to believe. Cool. I think that's a. I think that's a. That sums it up nicely. A, yeah, yeah, that's a lovely uh, 
that's read into that what you will and i'm sure like as as days weeks months go past there'll be more written more said about the whole five star wrestling thing it was certainly an ambitious attempt um but i mean like i say they paid the wrestlers for the four weeks they were in existence it's unfortunate that it didn't go longer um and as i said to andy last week i personally don't believe it did any danger you did world of sport as well <laughs> we didn't yeah we forgot about world of sport we haven't got time I'm I'm afraid afraid <laughs> <guys are cool. laughs> what are you doing next wednesday <laughs> <laughs> i can be here <laughs> um we're gonna have we've to missed a few out we really have skimmed over a few we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you back at some point um I would like if like if you want to take a holiday one week or if Andy wants to take a holiday I'm I'm throwing my hat in the ring <laughs> you just do it <laughs> I'll just do it because you did offer me this in the first place yeah, it was gonna it, be slightly different it wasn't gonna it was be gonna right. be slightly different but it never got uh, off the ground did it it still could it still could we've hey got the, here we go we've got the means um so uh so yeah we, we, we'll, we'll end it there we've we've spoken we, this is a bumper e- episode uh, again two weeks in a row uh, but it seems like an hour is our new standard time right yeah about and then, about, uh, yeah. it and doesn't feel like it's been anything over more well I hope it doesn't feel like it to the listeners and the listeners can let us know how they feel about the episode by um, rating us reviewing us yeah. um, on iTunes would be the preferable one um now, you see, I don't download it on iTunes. <laughs> no, I don't know. You listen to it on Podbean, right? Yeah, we, we're Podbean, on a we're yeah. on a lot of different we're on a lot of different platforms, um, well, which is good. All the all the main ones, but people take a lot of notice of iTunes, don't they? So give us a review, um, and uh, and give us a rating, a five star one, please, not like the one star one that heathen left. Five us star. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want yeah. a five star rating? Yes, please. Um. um but yeah, we've we that's been fun. Thank you very much for joining us these past couple of weeks uh, and giving us your time. It was uh, it's been great. It was, it was eye-opening, to say the least, and I, I enjoyed it. What do you think? I loved it. Yeah. So let us know if you like the guest format. Let us know as well because we've got quite a few mates between us, haven't we? So oh, we can yeah. we can pull in a few. We'll run out. Of, we'll, we'll run out of stories eventually, or interesting. But what stories I say eventually. to you is, I don't think we will because. You say we will, right? However, every week another story tells itself. But I think people like humour and sort of adventures. And, you know, the reality is going to the cockpit every every other Sunday or whatever isn't always going to be an adventure. Sometimes it's an adventure. Yeah, sometimes it's an adventure. Especially now they've opened that new Nando's. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Cobham. Is it Cobham or Chobham? Cobham. Cobham. Cobham services. We've had had some. And that's put put Clackett Lane services out of business pretty much. Is it really? If you you ever used to go past Clackett Lane, so Clackett Lane is one bike with McDonald's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to walk all the way around to get in, right? Yeah. And Clackett Lane used to be the go-to services, right? If you ever go to Cl- and it always used to be rammed, right? Yeah. Since Cobham Services has been <laughs> in existence, if you ever go to Clackett Lane now, it's like a ghost land. Well, people are holding it on is, another yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. So like, oh, also, yeah. you can access it from either side. Remarkable. Oh, that's, uh, that's important, isn't it? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Accessibility. Clackett Lane, they had to have two. Yeah. On each side. Yeah. You only have to have the one because it's accessible. And McDonald's from prefer both. it. Only one set of staff. Yeah. Not two. Yeah. One set of There's accounts. still a KFC there. Yep. If if you get there early enough on a Sunday, maybe after a cockpit show, they older uh, little Chinese, uh, at the little front. Chinese at the yeah, front. Yeah, don't go to the Indian though. Didn't like that. No, no, no it's not like mint leaf, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's Mexi- not too good. the Mexican though is lovely. Mexican's good. Um, but anyway, right, Cotton I've got to go, Jim. Come on. All right, calm down. He's always so angry. 
Mate, he needs to get to the gym. <laughs> drop me off at Fratton or something. I'll go on the other way. He'll have to drop we've you off. A, we've had a lovely time, though. Yeah. So It's been a good two weeks. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what is good. Continuity between the three of us is fantastic because we're wearing the exact same clothes <laughs> we had on last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you again. No, wait. Next. Wait, wait. You're forgetting. So because we recorded, at Steve Linsky. Uh, yeah, because the, the, we recorded last week's an hour Why ago. Don't so, shut no, up! No, why? You've killed it! <laughs> Honestly! I'm joking, everyone. Right, follow me at, on Twitter, at BoySimmons, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. I thought we could get through one episode without a cheap plug, but because we can't, at A-Quilson. Hey, I've got Mark Henry in, in July, <laughs> the Collie Gun. Um, and, uh, and I'm on Instagram, Andy Quilden, follow me. Um, and uh, and yeah, make sure you check out revolutionprowrestling.com, rpwondemand.com, rocketstoys.com, um, linskyswrestlingrings.com, <laughs> um, and, uh, and any, yeah, just have fun. We'll yeah. speak to you in a while. Thanks. All right, bye. Laters. See yous. Bye. Laters. Bye. See yous. <laughs> bye, bye.